0: Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at of Thetagame.com. I am your show writer, editor, show producer, sound engineer, software engineer, quality assurance lead, human resources, UX designer, account manager, marketing director, social network influencer, and last but not least, host. Thanks for tuning in. Just before we get started here, here's a small disclaimer: these are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Target. So, I don't know if you guys can notice, but I got a new mic. So, early thank you to my Patreon supporters. Uh, It means a lot. Uh, Hopefully this makes a difference. Um, I've noticed in my previous episodes, my S's uh, really stand out. So now I have a pop filter, and the mic also has this like cozy over-the-top. I'm really... Not a real sound engineer. That's a, definitely a bloated title. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got one of those things too, so it should help a little bit. Uh, first things first, in our weekly play section, uh, I got a pretty heartfelt email from a guy named Andrew who listens to the podcast while playing Fetch with his energetic dog. Uh, thought that was really cool. Data uh, Game will always support dogs or pets of all kinds. Woo woo. Before we jump into earnings, uh, I want to go ahead and just uh, share to you guys interaction that I had with a user that sent me an email regarding um, further out the money uh, options being more expensive than the closer or in the money options, um, as in Tesla. We'll get a little bit deeper into why this interaction was so cool, but just closing your eyes, think about it. Why would there ever be a scenario where there is a option that is more likely to happen but is less expensive than one which is less likely to happen? Think, 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 right? You, it's really hard to justify, and I'm going to say it should not happen, but it does. I have been exactly where this uh, person has been before. I have asked the same exact question. I've gone and trolled about it uh, multiple, multiple times. Um, But, you know, after uh, trudging Reddit long enough, taking all the blows and punches, I'm going to give it to you in one fell swoop. Uh, It is price manipulation. And just to clarify, there is a difference uh, between uh, price manipulation and saying, you market manipulators uh, whenever you lose a position. Um, Price manipulation can be done by you or me you know just like some regular person Uh, you know if market manipulation was true then that's basically done via government or companies acting shady whatever whatever if you believe in that I don't Um, uh, going back to price price manipulation the TLDR of this is you know trade options uh, that have higher volume higher open interest if you are a Robinhood trader you will uh, be able to look at it um, via looking at the open interest number by selecting the strike at the menu other brokerages shameless plug here like tastyworks uh, let you see open interest from the top level ui so you don't have to go through each and every strike to actually view the open interest uh, because it is like an option first Brokerage. Use the referral code all caps. Lady gang. One word. Um, (laughs) It's good. It's good. Um, Anyway, so what's happening here is the reason why the like more in the money option is uh, you know cheaper than the further out the money option is because when you go further and further out the money, there tends to be less and less contracts, right? Not everyone on this earth is a degenerate that buys um, you know, these uh, really out the money options. So they get more scarce the further you go out. The thing is, the further you go out, um, because there's less demand, there's also less supply, and so you don't have this mass volume of contracts being traded to help regulate price. Um, so one person could bid it up to say a thousand dollars. Someone could bid it up to you know maybe five thousand um, dollars, and then one eventually gets sold for two point five k. And then you're you're basically stuck there for maybe the weekly. Maybe there's only like three contracts out in the wild. But you can see how it's just up to interpretation of whoever's willing to write you or sell you that contract. Um, if you don't have anyone or if you don't have anyone to like buy it or sell it to, um, not only is it a non-liquid option, it's going to be extremely hard to close, but the prices go fluctuate really, really strongly. So be very, very careful of what options you buy and sell in the market. I absolutely advise you to, um, you know, pick options that have open interest higher than maybe like, you know, 1000 but I mean, that's it. I mean, the only reason why a further out-the-money option would ever be more expensive than a in-the-money option is just price manipulation, right? Someone out there is, you know, waiting for that poor sucker to pull the trigger, uh, trying to make them think that they're getting a good deal on it, and boom, it's it's over. And not to say that they'll always win because it can definitely backfire on them, but you know more than likely they will get paid out and you will lose your money for no reason uh especially while thinking you're getting a great deal and the reason why this story was so cool was because he wasn't even a user of ThetaGang.com, right like he was straight up just a fan that just so happened to maybe hear the podcast and he sent me this email um just asking a question or, or sending me an observation And so, you know, I interacted with him and, you know, I answered some of his questions. We joked around a little bit. And not only does he like just ask me for my tasty referral link, but, you know, he signs up on the website and he also signs up for the Patreon service. And I, dude, that was, that was like a waking moment for me where I was just like, yeah, I was tired, whatever. I was going to go to bed. Okay. But I still made time, right? Like. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just unreal knowing that, you know, you really do get back what you put in. Um, but yeah, rant over starting next rant in T minus two minutes. (laughs) So for earnings before open on Monday, we have Cisco after close on Monday, we have alphabet AKA Google before open on Tuesday, you have Sony, uh, after close on Tuesday, you have Disney, Snapchat, Chipotle, and Match. Before open on Wednesday, you have Spotify and GM. After close on Wednesday, you have Qualcomm, Twilio, iRobot, Peloton, Zynga, Grubhub, and GoPro. Before open on Thursday, you have Twitter, Cigna, Yum! Brands. After close on Thursday, you have Uber. Uber. Pinterest, Baidu, Atvi, <laughs> I call it Atvi, Activision, Blizzard, um, and Sketchers. And before open on Friday, you have Canada Goose. All right, I feel like there's a lot to talk about. So let's just talk. <laughs> um, Disney Plus, uh, Disney had previously been announcing subscriber numbers uh, when the product first launched for Disney Plus. But they were doing that like, I don't know, every other week. And then uh, an email comes out saying that they're only going to be announcing subscriber numbers at earnings calls. So that number is ultra important to anyone holding the stock or trading options on it. That is your make it or break it number. Um, otherwise, going long on Disney is not such a bad idea. Uh, the PE ratio is decent. Uh, very decent I'd say especially with Walt Disney turning into a tech company um, and owning more than like half the great movies that you see right now uh, like air quotes with great I'm not really big on movies but you know I hear Avengers is kind of good um, snap always bullish on snap I think snap has really good AR capabilities I mean they tried to bring spectacles in that might make a rebound not saying it's could go mass media but AR needs to get into consumer hands somehow. Apple is lagging on it uh, for a good purpose. Obviously, they're, they're Apple. They're gonna do it the right way. Um, but yeah, Snap with AR and it's like pretty optimized for full uh, like mobile video, um, much like the Explore page of Instagram. Uh, they have their own like shorts and stuff. I feel like IGTV on Instagram is just not as good as Snap Explore, or it's said Snap Explore. Uh, that Snap tab, I've only seen it, and I used it very briefly, um, but I have since now not used Snap. But it's definitely just for the younger generation. Um, that could speak. To, that could speak volumes, actually. Um, not that many people in my generation use Snap. Um, they, they just rather just use Instagram, right? Um, but the younger kids use Snap uh and that's who snap is currently targeting that's one of their best you know bullish points is that they have target great targeting for children um but there's also that counter argument that you know children are bad to advertise to because they're not brand loyal but really who is brand loyal anymore uh you have tons of competitors in the um you know like I don't know, uh, online e-commerce space where anyone can buy anything from Alibaba and brand it. It's just really who sells it cheaper. You, you get what I mean? One quick little know about Snap earnings. Snap is uh, expected to uh, deliver good earnings. It's supposed to um, actually be turning over a profit now. So um, if you are looking to go long on Snap, uh, this might be the time for you. Um, otherwise, you know, you can always go along on Snap later, but do your own DD, uh, go, go into it with your own due diligence. But uh, that is one of the key factors of this earnings call that makes it a little bit more different than all the other ones uh, for Snap. So I'm not very keen on Chipotle's price action or news, but as a anecdotal piece, uh, I do love its app. Uh, I have done some little bit of DD and a lot of people seem to love their app and it had ma- made sales go up. Um, it, it just goes to show, like if you're a f- like, in the food industry and you have a great app, people are gonna use it and buy your product more. I mean, look at uh, Starbucks. I mentioned about Starbucks app the other day. Great app, it makes you wanna use it, it makes you want to buy coffee and the coffee is decent, right? So it's just win, win, win everywhere. Uh, especially if you get more of the product, the more you use the app. It's just this recursive loop. Um, so this is a PSA to all the food industries or all the food restaurants out there. You need to you need to get a good app. Uh, I would love if I got this Chipotle app for all my favorite other restaurants. Please, thank you. All right, let's talk about Match. Um, the thesis I have behind Match uh, I'm not long on the stock anymore, by the way, those got called away for a few hundred dollars. So that was great. Uh, and the stock has since gone down a bit. So that's also great. Uh, so if I want to go back in, I can and not feel too bad. Um, match is great. Uh, it owns Tinder and hinge, uh, match.com. And again, the, so the thesis is, um, people are staying single longer and longer. Uh, which means the app has more and more time to get more and more revenue because, as you know, if you are a user of Tinder, if you are not on Tinder Gold, you're pretty much just swiping on bots. I mean, you kind of swipe on bots regardless, but um, Tinder Gold... Is this a ad for Tinder? Yo, Tinder, I got, I got the sickest ad spot. Please hit me up. I got you. Um, anyway... Uh, if you're not, if you don't have Tinder gold, uh, if you, well, if you don't pay for their services, uh, it's really hard just to communicate with uh, said opposite sex. So, um, you know, Match has the macro trends going for it. Um, it doesn't pay a dividend. It did just separate from its parent company uh, not too long ago, which caused the stock to dip a little bit. Um, but PE ratio is uh, decent. If it dropped down to like the 70s, or I mean like 70, like I think that's a great buy. Uh, So I'll be looking at that for earnings. Um, Not gonna play it, or at least you know I'm definitely not buying options. I might be selling them, but uh, my Patreon supporters will find that out. All right, Um, I'm only gonna talk about the stocks that I either have an opinion on or that I'm familiar with. Um, Twilio. I love it. I love the service. And that's all I can say. I mean, I use it for my trade alerts. (laughs) Um, Peloton, um, you know, there's a lot of people uh, shorting this thing. The short interest on Peloton is huge. If Peloton got out some amazing earnings report, then this stock would potentially moon. I know there are a few uh, famous uh, Wall Street bettors on Wall Street Bets. That have a lot of Peloton calls, like a dumb thick amount of Peloton calls. So I'm definitely going to be watching the earnings and I will either celebrate, enjoy, or laugh, enjoy um, (laughs) on Peloton earnings because that is is an insane amount. That makes me chuckle just thinking about it right now. And I'm like, I can't imagine uh, going into this week with that many calls. Oh, how do you sleep, dude? Bruh. Okay, um, <laughs> okay, back on track, back on track, back on track. Um, Twitter is before open on Thursday. You guys know how I feel about Twitter. Um, I think at least my patron supporters do. Twitter is the, the stock for news, right? If something happens, Twitter knows first. So here we go. When Kobe Bryant died in the helicopter thing, in a moment of silence... So when that accident happened, Twitter knew it first. Missiles hit Iran, Iran hits U.S. Embassy, Twitter knows it first. Everything that happens, coronavirus, Twitter knows it first, and then it becomes memes on Twitter. Then it gets scalped by the meme lords on Instagram. So just think about Twitter as like your unfiltered news, right? It's not Republican like fox and it's not democratic like cnn um it's just news um you can tailor what you want to be notified on you can follow your favorite celebrities blah 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 but if you're a stock trader then it's really nice because like if you want news first and you know if you're maybe someone of you know uh, an age where social media is you know part of your life then twitter is amazing. It fits right into your lifestyle. It's definitely great for when you're on the toilet. Um, but you can also get push notifications for anything that happens in real time. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Like, I don't know. And if you're interested in uh, third world attacks, or if you're interested in more of the coronavirus, you can get all of that news first, unfiltered from Twitter. And real quickly here, I just want to touch base on Activision Blizzard. Um, They recently got in in flack for writing a terms of service sheet for their latest game, uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. And it wasn't very favorable to people that would use the game to make other games where uh, in the past, uh, games like Dota were basically born from this modding um platform that blizzard gave out to users and in in giving users that power they didn't have any rights to control how dota was distributed and so they wanted to uh, prevent that this time around and so they wrote this very lengthy um you know terms of service sheet that basically revoked all rights and gave everything to Blizzard. So fans took action and now they're all requesting a refund and the refund's not going through. And so the marketing is just all bad on Blizzard right now. But this is a very important moment to remember Uh, just from one of my previous episodes about how a stock trade didn't go my way and how why I thought like it should have gone my way. Right now, if you are a new trader, or maybe you're not even new, maybe you're like just, you know, you're just in the middle. And you th- you're you looking at this uh, event and you're thinking, puts, I'm buying puts on Blizzard, this is so easy. Easy game, dude. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I would just highly suggest that you really reflect on why you're making this trade. And if this trade is fits in any style like what would you call this style of trading that you're doing by buying puts on blizzard for this bad terms of service sheet Opter, uh, opter, opportunistic trading maybe that, that's defines your trading style and then let's define that like how many times do you want to find these opportunities or how much of your time per day do you want to scour these opportunities um do you have a plan like do you want to make money or do you just kind of do it for fun And if you do it for fun do you care about losing is losing fun is that okay just as long as you have a little bit of skin in the game or maybe you don't like losing and you want to win and you just have a really good gut feeling about this terms of service sheet so lots to think about Um, but i hope this is just a good reflection point for you uh, when you are about to just buy puts on a company uh, because of a event Uh, you're playing in an event you're not playing a style right now Um, so just think on that how did my plays go is the next question in the weekly play section but that is going to just be today's topic of managing losers so that's a a little bit of how my weekly plays went or how they are going they have not closed yet so I'm not even tripping Um, and what will I do Um, that also will be in today's topic um, of managing losers so um, exciting topic today Uh, You guys are really going to love it. Uh, Let's just move on to the next section here, new website updates. New website updates. Uh, This week, there are none. Uh, Your boy had to compete in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments. Twice this weekend so Saturday I had one and uh, Sunday I had one and during the week I cut from 157 down to 143.8 dude that was a lot it took a lot out of me um, I was a bit more tired than usual but I did get back to some emails per my story <laughs> per my request um so that was cool uh, I will be uh full steam ahead on website updates. Uh, this next week. Um, big stuff are coming. Uh, I do want to quickly drop a note on what is coming for merch. Um, I think it's really, really, really cool. Um, what I'm thinking is I'm gonna have hoodies with the Theta gang logo. and the very first print run, I'm going to have first edition written like on the sleeve. Um, and then if I ever want to reprint this uh, this hoodie, um, then it won't have the first edition on there anymore. And I'm even thinking about the first edition hoodies having, like, on the back, like, behind the hood, um, like, 1 out of 50, 2 out of 50, 3 out of 50, or whatever um, number is pre-ordered, right? So you know which one you got. I think that idea is super dope. It cannot get on my head, and I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and post pictures of designs and stuff uh, on Twitter uh, sometime probably not next week probably like next next week but that's what's coming and i'm super pumped i already wear data gang material like merch um things that were just try trialed and errored um but those designs that you've seen on twitter will not be going out um those are just gonna be me and my very very close friends All right. Um, let's talk about managing losers. Um, this is a very, very, very popular question on the website. And I hope that I can direct people to come listen to this specific episode because I think it has a lot to do uh, with a lot of concerns that people have just about trading in general. Um, but it's a little bit more, um, important as a theta gang trader or an option seller. Um, just because the longer you hold an option, the more theta you collect and the easier it is to break even or turn a profit. So first and foremost, I want to start off with accounting for max loss. I feel like I constantly say it, but it just goes out like in one year and out the other. Um, What it means to account for max loss is to just pretend that you take your max loss and you light it on fire. Like you're taking, say your max loss is 500 bucks, you light it on fire, uh, and that's like 1% of your portfolio and you don't even blink an eye. Like maybe you're sad for like 20 seconds, but you're over it and you're not concerned about it while it's open. That is extremely important because if you don't, or if you do, touch it like if you if you start messing around with it what's gonna happen is you're gonna end up closing losers before they have a chance to turn into winners uh, I made this popular tweet that I have mentioned in previous episodes that most of my theta game trades start off red and then they slowly turn green as it gets nearing and near and closer to expiration as theta increases um, you know exponentially. So you're collecting theta more and more as the date gets closer. The person that bought the option is losing, losing more money and you're gaining, gaining more money. So let me give you an example. Uh, right now I am down, maybe like 300% of the credit that I received on a lot of my, uh, short naked puts that I have open. Right. And, uh, I could close them out right now. I could, I absolutely could. I could be freaking out and being like, oh my god, I'm hundreds of dollars down. Or I could just remember why I went in with these strike prices and why I sold these naked puts is because I do not mind being assigned, right? Like, I feel like when people say they have theses going into trades, they just say it to you know, justify going in. And when it does go well, they think they're a genius and it goes bad. Then they freak out and start asking people for trades. Really quick uh, tangent here. If you're asking people uh, what to do with your trades, you have already lost. You should not be trading. Um, I get it. If you want to learn um, by actually trading and not paper trading and you're asking for advice, then I think that's okay. Um, but it has to be pretty high level, right? But it can't be, oh, should I sell this right now or should I buy this right now? Because you should have your entry and exit planned before you execute the trade, correct? So if your option position was up 1,000%, you should not be asking me, should I sell this right now, right? Because you should have already had on your piece of paper to sell at 30%. Sure, you might have missed out on 970%, but more than 70 percent of the time you're going to mess your mess your buying up messes the buying of your option up you're gonna mess that up because you are going to wait too long to execute most of the time so there is a mathematical equation that takes in your max max loss your expected return um, your probability of profit um, and the volume at which you trade and it's like this you know mix and match equations you know written by people way smarter than you and me um but the only way that that equation can apply to us is if you use good trading strategy kind of like counting cards or for like blackjack like counting cards really only works if you know some of what's actually needed to make it profitable right you need you need more than just counting cards um just like managing losses uh, you need to also know when to cut your losses uh, on specific trades. I'm not going to be talking about uh, buying options and managing those. Uh, I'm going to be talking about selling options and managing those. Um, when you sell a put credit spread and or a call credit spread and it starts to lose, I hope you don't have a profit trigger or I mean a loss trigger, right? what happens is, you know, as your put credit spread or call credit spread, uh, gets deeper in the money or you start losing more money, um, you're not giving it enough time and chance to come back out of the money. So you could collect your premium, right? Um, you, you might feel like, Hey, this, this option is just stuck. I'm just going to close it for whatever amount of money that, um, I could get it for right now, whatever. I'll move on to the next one. But the probability of profit that you enter that trade with was that probability of profit for a reason and so you need to just remember that if you exit that trade early you're potentially closing off uh or you know minimizing your winners too and so this all ties in with max loss and being okay with max loss so like say for example your put or call credit spread uh, you received $100 credit, and it's a $400 max loss, right? And just say for whatever reason you open a position and it goes to max loss, like you do a put credit spread and the stock goes down, and um, you what you let's say you get max loss $400, uh, you're down 400 bucks. There is no point in closing that unless if you think you're going to get assigned which it has to be very, very deep in the money for that to do. And you're even safe because of your long call. But we'll talk about that in maybe a separate episode because that's just too much to get into right now. But you're sitting at 400 400 down. Do not close it. It's just your, first of all, the probability of profit, like say maybe it was like a 75% probability of profit um, when you entered. That was 75% for a reason right? If you close it early, when it immediately loses, you're not giving the 75% chance to like work itself out, right? You just literally caught a hint of, of it being red, and you're deciding to close it. Uh, if you do that enough time, if you leave, uh, if you leave your trades up to your emotions, you're going to exit your winners early, and you're going to manage your losers too much. So with that, let's look at the example of, you know, maybe there is a um, put credit spread that you're green on and uh, you're, you've are you collected most of the premium even. Uh, when do you decide to exit or close the trade? Is it when you feel like it or is it because you want that one more dollar? Is it because you want those five more dollars? Um, you know, it's a, it's a tricky situation. This kind of applies to both buying and selling options right if you don't have your profit triggers in place if you don't know the exact price that you want to get out at you're going to suscept yourself to emotions like maybe you had a really bad day at work or you're having a really bad day at work you go into your robin hood app and you're like you know what i'm just gonna close out this option i'm already green on it uh uh or i'm i'm not gonna close to this close out this option because I just want, like, five more bucks. What what can what can happen? Because you're, you're having a bad day. You just want more money, and it, it would feel good the next day. And then next morning you wake up, and then boom, coronavirus. Like, and then you're going to hate yourself for it because you were so up on that position, but you left it up to emotion, right? Otherwise, while you were having that bad day at work, you could have instead gotten a push notification to your phone saying, ding, you... Um, close your call credit spread, or your you close your put credit spread for fifty percent profit, and you know that's a nice notification to get. Like I've never been upset to see or hear a notification of my you know trades being closed. So, you know you don't want to exit your winners too late or too early. So just set a trigger on them. Let the computer do it. Let the bot do it. Let the you know, let the computer do its thing, like, enjoy your life, uh, life is short, definitely try to not spend so much time on the screen, and that's why I like Theta Gang trade so much, is because you can have a life outside of trading, but be really efficient about the time on the screen when you do. Oh, and so, there's this other trade uh, that I've been really liking, and it's the Short Naked Put, and it goes in with the Wheel Strategy um, for those that don't know what the wheel is or the advantages of selling a short naked put, that episode will probably be coming next. Um, I think it's a popular enough, uh, trading strategy that I need to do the episode on, um, selling a naked put, uh, to get assigned shares. Uh, for those of you that don't know what quite that is, it's when you like, say for example, Apple's trading at 100, if you sell the 90 put, if apple goes down below 90 and plus whatever your premium that you uh you know sold it for uh, if it goes down below that uh by expiration or at expiration um you basically are forced to buy uh apple at 90 which is a good thing because it's kind of like a man-made trigger where you know you're forced to buy something if it hits 90 or lower um it's it's good and if you go in with that thesis it's great, right? It reached the price target that you wanted. Now, the thing that I see that's troublesome is that when people um, start the wheel, they start freaking out when the stock starts going down. It's like they kind of never wanted to get assigned in the first place, which is a huge problem. Because that's how you start managing losers very, very wrongly. (laughs) And because you know, that fear of owning stock that you didn't really want uh, to be stuck with. So that's the first major thing uh, about, you know, at least selling puts and managing losers is like set yourself up for success. Uh, If you're selling um, options or selling puts uh, on companies, make sure it's a company that you want to be assigned on that really helps with the mindset going in and staying in the trade. So circling back. All the way to what I was mentioning earlier about how my trading week was going and how, you know, I'm a few hundred dollars down for the week, not for the year. Um, That if you are selling puts, you have to be okay with seeing red, especially if the stock starts going down. And you have to be ready to actually pull the trigger to buy the stock. You have to be okay with it. And I am. But stock features are up. Uh, we're going to be having a gap up in the morning. Most of the red from last week will be gone at least in the initial few minutes. Um, but it's a good feeling, right? Like so. Right now, my hope is maybe I get assigned, but maybe there's a consolidation phase where uh, the puts stay out of the money, and maybe I just collect the premium. But all I see is just a win-win scenario everywhere, right? Um, it, it sucks to see that people try strategies out, but they really don't quite know what their trading style is, or if they even know they should have one. Some people are just very desperate to make money, and you know, people can he- see that, people can feel that. And uh, you're just really not setting yourself up for success. I feel like that's the phrase of the day, setting yourself up for success. You always want to do that. Um, Just keep your head between your shoulders. Trade what you know. And if you're selling options, stop touching them. Open them, set the trigger, and forget them. I've said that multiple times. But that's also how you manage losers. You just don't touch them. You manage everything when you open it. And that's it. It makes your life way easier. And I'm telling you, like you look at like stocks and everything way less when you really do Thetagang trades right. It's great. We have had a influx of Patreon supporters uh, this last month Uh, So only now the $60 tier is available, and this tier gives you the flair, message on the site banner, allows you to view my open trades, as well as receive SMS, text messages, and Discord. Um, Extended shoutouts to Nathan De La Selva, Vicious Poultry, DDSS699, Able, Option Options, T. Shihar 94 Fox624, Simon Says, Risen1020, Saeed1973, Leo Jetson, Master John H.P. Larry, Associate K, Most Toilet, <laughs> Moist Towelette, Whippy123, Anthony511, Andrew, E.C., Kim, El Finkel, Mitch Brady7, Mark James, It, Make More 2, Ebrodeo Rice, the, <laughs> the Iron Man, Van Trader, Series, Hash Brown 441 Edad, Mike D., Monkey48, and Sam is from the great state of Texas. You can follow me on Twitter at RealThetaGang and email me at Junie at ThetaGang.com. ThetaGang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the ThetaGang referral code is a huge help. The referral code is THETAGANG, all caps, one word. Thank you.